One of the benefits of being a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People is that you're given the opportunity to request topics. So one of our patrons asked us to address cross-cultural or interracial marriages. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an exciting episode for you this week. This is episode number 139, and today we're going to be talking about interracial marriages. Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we answered the question, can you fix your marriage without dredging up the past? And that is a great question. Make sure you check out our response. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with your marriage, whether it is interracial or intraracial, mean, meaning same race, I think, right? Yeah. We bring sound research-based advice to your podcast player so that you can experience hope and healing. Okay, let's get into the topic of cross-cultural marriages. Sure. I think, Verlinda, we should just acknowledge off the start that we do speak from a place of white privilege. Yeah. And even though we have a bizarre last name, mm-hmm. we are both white. And so a set of privileges was defaulted to us at birth. But we've been studying this issue. We want to bring some wisdom to those of you who are interracial couples. We'd also love to hear your feedback. And the best way to reach out to us is through our website at onlyyouforever.com. Mm-hmm. Shoot us a note. Let us know what you think. So I think, let me start with one line here. And I think this is might be the most important point, or at least the overarching point. That okay. interracial couples face challenges in their marriages that often find their source in issues that aren't marital. It's not a problem between them. Okay. But it can become a problem between them. It can still be a challenge in their marriage. It's a challenge in their marriage, but it, their marriage is not a flaw of their marriage. Mm. Am I making sense here? So let okay. me start on the first okay. one. Okay. is socioeconomic differences. Okay. So for example, a study in 2006 looked at survey data for interracial couples and found a higher risk of severe distress compared to intra-same race couples What is interesting is that they noted that the issues to do with socioeconomic status accounted for half the variance. So they concluded that this was one of the largest challenges. So this is what I'm saying. Like everybody knows that finance puts strain on a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. Now here's survey data that's saying that half the variance in distress is from finance issues for interracial couples. Okay. So because of the difference in race, there's likely a difference in socioeconomic status right? A lower socioeconomic status, which means that there's a higher finance strain in the marriage. Okay. Now, if they were the same race, they would still have that same strain. If If there was a variance. If they were at the same socioeconomic status, yes, they would, right? So it has nothing to do with their race. No, not right. Like because of the race. Mm -hmm. So the stats, the statistics indicate that that people of different races are lower. Like there is white privilege. They have lower socioeconomic status just because Other of race. Other races have lower, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's a problem. Yeah. Because it can add strain to the marriage. But what I'm trying to say is it doesn't mean there's something wrong with your marriage. Okay. What it means is that there's this added strain that's going on. So I'm, and what okay. I'm trying to do in okay. this episode is to help folks move from, you know, this isn't going to work between us because there's something wrong with our marriage 
to let's stand together and face the challenges that we have as an interracial couple. Because there'll be difference. different challenges than other couples would face. Perhaps or Perhaps. more of them. Okay. So let, let me keep going. Okay. Maybe become more clear. So another study along these lines pointed out that interracial couples have less resources available to them. And if, if I'm interpreting the researchers' conclusions correctly, they were less likely to experience much benefit from increased resources. So you may have more things, more resources available to you, but you're less likely to experience the benefit because you're an interracial couple. What? Yes. Tied to this was the observation that these couples may be less able to get support from extended family, which could add to marital strains. Right. So we okay. know, we all know that financial issues put strain on marriage, but for interracial couples, the likelihood of experiencing this stressor is higher. Okay. And here's where I'm trying to offer the hope is that financial stress does impact your marriage. However, financial stress does not mean there's something wrong with your marriage. Okay. And to me, the question becomes, how can we acknowledge this reality but have it become something we face together rather than something between us. Okay. Am I starting to make sense now? Yeah, I think so. So, and even if you're not in an inter, interracial marriage today and you're listening, this is something you can use in all of our marriages. Like, is this really a problem between us or a problem that we need to face together? Ooh. Like, does it have to be a problem between us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So finance, financial is, though, is a definite issue, a definite challenge faced by interracial couples. Okay. Trust is another one. So there's a stigma. There has been stigma about cross-cultural marriage in society probably forever. It was even illegal in many U.S. states. I know for Linda coming up the coast of the East Coast when Mm -hmm. we were looking at slavery and things like that, you could see we saw examples of written laws about this, right? In some of the history spots that we visited. Maybe it still is illegal in some places. I don't know. But because of this and because of the discrimination that has occurred, there may be an inherent mistrust and even anger inside your marriage Mm. from perhaps the one spouse to the other spouse, right? And this, what? But that's not necessarily because they're angry at their spouse, but they've been angry at other people. So the minority spouse, right. The minority spouse has been betrayed by the predominant culture. Okay. Okay. And their spouse is now from the predominant culture. So that mistrust from like outside world experience mm-hmm. may carry into the marriage. Okay. And this may come out in conflict situations, for example, right? Yeah. So again, now you have something that's between you, but it finds its source outside your marriage. Hmm. So we'll unpack this. We'll keep unpacking this. But can you have a discussion that acknowledges this reality, if it's real for you, and then agree that you're both going to help each other acknowledge it as something to face together rather than have between you? So it might look like a white husband saying, look... I know you're angry and you see my perspective as being racist, but I want you to know that at the very least, I don't want or intend to be racist right now. Mm -hmm. If there's some way I'm unconsciously using my white privilege or I'm being racist or coming across that way, please help me understand. Right. Right. Just speak about it. Speak about it. And if there's, if there's nothing there that you can identify that your spouse is being racist about, could it be that you're experiencing a trigger from other traumatic racial situations Mm -hmm. now active in this moment? where there is not actually a problem in the present though. Hmm. Right? See how this, interesting. this could go, right? Yeah. And this could go either way. Like he could be doing something racist and need to be educated and given an opportunity to apologize and to make amends. Like mm-hmm. maybe he is. Yeah. Or he could just be doing something without any intent to be racist and certainly with the desire to never treat you differently because of race. But this is how you're experiencing it due to other discrimination that you've experienced. You've gone through. Okay. So either way, it's helping him to learn about himself, learning about yourself, you know, his or her, whatever the genders are there. These are all valuable discussions to have so that you can work through and understand how this plays into your dance as a couple. 
But ultimately, this is why it's under the trust heading. It requires you to trust each other, not despite racial differences, but with awareness of those differences. Because trust helps with communication, with decision-making, with conflict resolution, with commitment in the marriage, all these major marriage components. Yeah. And one of the ways you can build this trust is by creating your own shared worldview as a couple. So all of us have a worldview and that worldview is shaped by culture and race and experiences of race and understanding each other's worldview and then building a shared set of beliefs is vital for a trusting relationship. So this is how we see the world. Okay. You guys create that we view of the worldview, okay. right? So every couple would do this, would they not? Every couple would, but you and I wouldn't even think to do this around some issues that an interracial couple okay. would need to. Okay. And again, you don't necessarily have to have the same beliefs and everything, but you have to have compatible beliefs and everything. It's going to make communication easier. It's going to increase the happiness in your marriage. Hmm. Assuming though that those beliefs are the same is just going to add to the strain of marriage. So talk about gender roles, talk about religion, talk about parenting as early on as you can in your relationship. Yeah. And once again, for our patrons, we've created a conversation guide for this. Whether it's your marriage or you're helping other marriages, you'll get to talk through vital issues like how you see human nature, relationships, orientation towards time, like history in the past. Okay. Like how you make sense of that and the meaning of that and activity, how you express yourself. Lots of good stuff. Talking through that, it's going to lead to much deeper understanding of each other and will result in deeper connection. So if you're not a patron yet, you can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And then you'll be able to go to this post and find a link to that conversation guide. We'll just take a quick 60 second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day to day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about trust and opening up to each other on the differences between cultures inside your marriage. Another thing for Linda to talk about is stigma. So stigma is definitely an issue, right? So in ways that those of us with intraracial marriages may not even consider, for example, stigma may make it harder for interracial couples to show affection in public. Why? Because they may feel that they're being looked down upon because you have two people of different color being affectionate toward each other. It's discrimination, right? Wow. So going from a public context, so think about inside families and even like holding hands in their parents' home. Or one set of parents home, mm-hmm. right? Older research suggests that the stigma issue may have a Romeo and Juliet effect where parental or family disapproval actually works to increase feelings of love. <laughs> so that was a researcher yeah. from the 70s. On the other hand, most modern research shows the exact opposite, that disapproval from your social network often leads to lower relationship quality. It makes it oh. harder on your on the happiness of your marriage. Communication is another one. So just going back yeah. to stigma here. So if your family disapproves of your relationship... Or your friendship group. Yeah. Uh, 
that doesn't make sense. On the basis of race. Then yeah, it would be harder to show affection. It would be harder to be yourself. Well, it's going to be like, I mean, think about how you can be happy about when you're just starting dating, for example. Yeah. It's going to dampen the excitement if your peers, the people around you that you know, love and appreciate Mm -hmm. aren't supportive. Right. And then you get married. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not saying all social networks are like that. Right. But if yours is, you know, that some of that dampening will carry into your relationship. Okay. Probably. So that's when you need to acknowledge together right. that this isn't actually something between us. Again, this is outside of us. something that other people have put there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how can we know that we're happy and secure, even if other people aren't mature enough yet, we'll say, mm-hmm. to understand that this is legit. Okay. It's okay to be married. Communication. Now, actually, cross-cultural communication is interesting, especially in light of the pursue-withdraw cycle that we talk about, Verlinda, on our show mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. So... In 2006, some researchers interviewed over 300 participants from different countries, and they were Brazil, Italy, Taiwan, and the USA, about communication style and satisfaction. And they found that their findings were the same across cultures. So constructive communication styles are linked to higher satisfaction. So no matter what culture. Right. Or these four anyway. Yeah. Demand withdrawal patterns were found in all cultures with men in the withdrawing role being significantly more common. So men typically withdraw. Mm Mm-hmm. Demand withdrawal communication was associated with lower satisfaction across all cultures. So nowhere is that working. So the styles of communication, the conflict resolution, like at their core are often the same across cultures. Now, I don't know enough to speak to this fully, but of course, in this type of marriage work, you're looking at primary emotions and those primary emotions are common to all humankind, like Hmm. sadness, joy, fear, those things, right? And the takeaway here is that your communication doesn't have to fail or be a problem because you're from different cultural or racial backgrounds. The core needs, desires, longings, yearnings are the same. Huh. It also means there's a lot of marriage th- marriage therapists out there who can help you create a marriage that you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. So what I'm cautioning against is don't think that your marriage is, if it's distressed and it's interracial, that it, don't think it's doomed because it's interracial. Because of that. Okay. Although having said all this, we should note that some cultures, their communication styles as a group are very different from others. Yes. Okay. Like in some, you will talk around an issue to other people, but never directly talk to the person. It's a way of showing respect. In the next culture, that's disrespect because right. you're being talked about. So okay. those... those or some people are loud. Some, some people are very are loud, loud, animated, and nobody yeah. carries away any hard feelings from that loud discussion. Like um, they're all relieved because they got it out there, right? <gasps> Do you remember that conversation? We were sitting in this little pizza place in New York and the family at the next table, they were like going at it. Oh yeah, planning and a wedding. I was becoming completely distressed, and you're like, "No, they'll walk away from here, best of friends, because of whatever culture they were. Like that's yeah. just how they talk to each other." Yeah, and they did too. Like when they, they were shutting down, they're all cleaning up together and getting their garbage in the bin and whatever. Yeah, nobody stormed out. No, but I was like ready to die on the spot. <laughs> so that's, I guess, different in culture, right there. It is. But when I say communication skills here, this is the point I want to clarify. Like I'm talking about the deeper level down, like primary emotions, core yearnings. Okay. Those are universal human traits. Okay. The desire to be loved, to feel accepted, to be secure, mm-hmm. fear, sadness, joy, those things, right? Mm-hmm. So how are you relating those to communication? On, a, on, the, on the next level up on the surface. Yeah. Like loudness and angriness like may have different faces and looks. So that's... Okay. That you will have to talk through. Right. And sometimes that may just be a cultural difference in how you're experiencing each other. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. 
So let's end on a, on a positive note here, though, about racial identity. So another couple of researchers interviewed 76 interracial couples. They found that taking pride in your own racial identity while also being accepting of other cultures was the highest predictor of marital quality for these couples, hmm. for interracial couples. And what I took from this is what we need to do in any marriage, which is acknowledge our reality, learn to be accepting and be committed don't thrust these issues under the table or pretend they're not there because they are there. Right. But actually owning them, taking pride in them and being open to other cultural differences, issues, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ways of expressing, right? That produced marital quality for these couples. Another study looked at or identified the need for supportive communication. So they also talked about self-disclosure as a predictor of marriage satisfaction in interracial families. And that's sharing your internal world and your internal experience with your spouse. And they talked about identity accommodation, which is similar to the previous work that we just referred to. Identity accommodation is about having positive attitudes towards both your own and your spouse's culture and heritage. Okay. So when these positive ingredients are mixed together, it increases your sense of family identity. Like you guys get to create a new version of we, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which every couple is actually doing. Exactly. You're just facing this on, you're also dealing with this on levels that those of us who are in the majority culture we take for granted. About. We don't yeah. think, we don't think about yeah. it. But we have to do this in other ways too. It's who you are as a couple. And so what's beautiful now is that we're talking about us and we rather mm-hmm. than you and I. You right. guys get to create something new. But I just, you're actually giving me like the warm fuzzies inside here. Oh, good. Talking about like creating this identity. Like you make it sound like such a positive thing, right? Like, yes, you're going to face as an interracial couple, you're going to face more challenges or different challenges yeah. than other couples might face. Right. But there's a way to like overcome that and make it into a positive yeah. identity as we. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And others will get to see you guys experiencing the joy of that. Mm-hmm. All right. It. Let's wrap this up. All righty. So we'd like to thank those of you who've become patrons between this recording and our previous one, Ronaldo. Thank you so much for joining us, for uh, lending your support to what we're doing here in the Marriage Podcast for Smart People, helping us cover our expenses and reach more marriages. We really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So next week, Caleb. Yes. Uh, we're answering the question, is it even possible to have a happy marriage? Mm, that's such a sad question. It is. But if your parents, both like yours and mine, had both had unhappy marriages and we had an unhappy marriage, we might wonder, is this even true? And I think a lot of our listeners kind of wonder, you know, is this possible for everyone or is this just something that a few people get to right. experience? Right. Like it's just the ones who found their soulmate or. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 139. Also, to find out how you can help us, go to oaf.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.